I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. America with your host, Sean Parnell. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Battleground Live. It's great to have you here. It's Tuesday, uh, and it's been a crazy day already. Uh, so I'm going to get right down to it. Um, did you see the story that that came out today? It was on Fox News. Uh, the title or it was a tweet or something like that. And it said, United Nations set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption. And look, I got to tell you, uh, this is this is I mean, my first reaction was the United Nations can go straight to hell because they don't get to tell us what to do. <laughs> but it's a, a lead United Nations agency, and I'm reading from the article now, overseeing food and agri- agricultural policy is expected to issue a roadmap in the coming weeks, which will call on the West, including America, to dramatically reduce its meat consumption. Do you know why they're doing all of this? They're doing it to combat climate change. <laughs> they're, they're literally citing cow farts as a reason for all of us to not eat meat, to not eat steak, to not eat bacon, to not eat hamburgers. These are quintessentially American foods, people. And we should reject this and tell the UN to go straight to hell. And here's, here's what kills me. This is what drives me crazy. Climate change is something that is, that is, 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 is climate change real? Is the climate changing? In a sense, yes, the climate has changed for all time. Since dinosaurs roamed the earth, the climate has been changing. Do human beings contribute to it? I don't know. I think the science is not settled on that. I mean, there are people that say that humans do, maybe a little bit. There are people that say that humans do not. But the reality is, is the climate change agenda, as we just saw, and we should all reduce our meat consumption, is all about control. You are the carbon that they are trying to control. I say this so often on the show because this climate change agenda is just a Trojan horse for socialism and and then communism. The, The climate change agenda, it's 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 just communism painted green. And it's just it's so monumentally frustrating. These globalists, these globalist elite, they have an agenda and that agenda is to control you. They want you to live in a pod. They believe in these 15 minute see, uh, 15 minute cities. They want you to have vaccine passports. They want you to have central bank digital currency that they, so they can track your every move. They want you to have a social credit score because, hey, if you say something crazy on social media, hey, we're just not going to let you buy food that week. These people, these globalist elites are absolute whack jobs. And will this... Uh, control agenda affect them? Of course not, because you still have members of the global elites. I saw this thing from the the lead climate scientist for the UN flew down to Antarctica on a a private jet just to tell us that the ice was 
depleting down there, which, of course, we all know is not true. I think many scientists would say that that ice shelves all around the world have grown substantially in the last 10 years. But what kills me about the climate change agenda is not just that it's that it's it's completely ridiculous the the entire mission of which is to control you we've established this already but the, the agenda has been wrong about every major prediction they've ever made it used to be i mean i could pull up video after video of al gore on stage saying that well chlorofluorocarbons and there's going to be a hole in the ozone layer and i think all the ice is going to be melted and the polar bears will die and new york city will be wiped off the map in 10 years it's all crazy these people are absolutely crazy i mean you get me going on this subject i could go for a whole hour but what 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 blows my mind about all of it, folks, is that people actually believe this stuff. And as if that's not crazy enough, like you reducing your meat consumption. And remember, we can just all give the U.S., as Dan Bongino would say, the, the big double barrel, two middle fingers, because uh, we're not reducing our meat consumption to support some bogus climate change agenda. Because, of course, we're not. We're Americans. The U.N. needs us more than we need them. We fund them, for God's sake. Um but there was this thing that came out today uh, from Michael Schellenberger. We talk about the globalist agenda and the, their mission to control us, right, and ultimately limit the amount of freedom that we have and diminish America, knock us down a peg here in this country, because in order for the globalists to take control, and I hate talking about globalists because it makes you sound like, I mean, I feel like it, it, it's it's easy for people to label you as a, con, a conspiracy theorist, which, by, as we all know, all of my conspiracies over the last several years uh, have all come true, because so I'm kind of running out of them. Um, and that's just frankly what they label anybody that thinks differently than the narrative they're trying to force down your throats. But every day, it seems that new facts emerge uh, that just tear down all of the falsehoods that we've been fed over the last several years. And Michael Schellenberger put out something that's not getting nearly enough press today uh, that Elon Musk actually responded to on Twitter, and that's how I actually noticed it. Um, but he talks about something called the Siddle Files, okay? Let me just, the Siddle Files are basically US and UK military contractors, and I'm reading from Michael Schellenberger's X account or Twitter account right now. US and UK military contractors created a sweeping plan for global censorship in 2018, new documents show. A whistleblower makes tro makes a trove of new documents available to public and racket showing the birth of censorship industrial complex in reaction to Brexit and the Trump election in 2016. So basically what he is what this whistleblower is alleging is that the U United States of America, along with the United Kingdom, our allies, the Brits, used military contractors to create a censorship industrial complex to prevent Trump from being reelected in 2020 and to prevent something like Brexit from ever happening again. And of course, we all know that Brexit was diametric, diametrically opposed uh, to the globalist agenda. And Trump, we all know, was he's America first, for God's sake. He means putting this country first all the time putting American citizens first all the time. Of course, that's diametrically opposed to the globalist agenda. So when we talk about their, their desire to use climate change to force us 
to eat what they want, eat the bugs and live in the pod. They also created a censorship industrial complex in 2018, and they used military contractors to do it. Why? Because government organizations aren't legally allowed to surveil you. These are responsibilities. Surveillance of people in general are typically typically responsibilities of the CIA and the NSA. They typically do those things overseas, but they can't. They're not allowed to do that stuff here domestically. So what they do, they used military contractors to, to spy on Americans, to to control not just the food that you eat, but to control the information that you have access to. When was this weaponized the most? Well, of course, it was weaponized the most during COVID when they shut our entire country down, forced our loved ones to die, closed people's businesses unconstitutionally, forced you to stay locked up inside your homes, forced a vaccine on you under the threat of actually losing your job, the consequences of which we are still dealing with today. I'm going to get into that a little bit later in the show, specifically with regards to how it's affecting the military. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that this none of you all are conspiracy theorists for years all throughout the 2020 election and i mean it they the media did nothing but call anyone who questioned the the narrative of the government, whether it was the most secure election of our lifetime or, uh, well, maybe we shouldn't be forcing a vaccine on people that was, you you know, that they they rushed through an an emergency vaccine. They hadn't really tested it for a long time. We have no idea how it's going to affect people. Like maybe we should, you know, we questioned these things as conservatives and were labeled conspiracy theorists. And then the Twitter files came out, the Facebook files came out. We found out that social media companies were colluding with the federal government to censor the information that we received as Americans. The most prominent example of which is the Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, which ultimately swayed the election in 2020. And that doesn't even account for all the crazy things that that these leftist globalists, elitists did to rig the election. Or again, we'll use their term that they used in Time magazine. They just fortified the election. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that we weren't conspiracy theorists. We were right all along. And do you know who created all of this? The whistleblower This whistleblower says that he was in the room, okay? The whistleblower, I'll just read you from the tweet so you have the exact language. The whistleblower alleges that a leader of the CTI League, um, the, the CTI League, a former British intelligence analyst, was in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter disinformation project to stop a repeat of, a quote, repeat of 2016. Uh, I'm telling you folks, this is an absolute bombshell to me. And I know that that term is, is over overused, but CT, CTIL, it means it's an acronym for cyber threat intelligence league. Okay. CTIL cyber threat intelligence league. Uh, just so I know some of you all are probably wondering about this, but is there anything really, I mean, is there anything that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama aren't at the center of, I mean, we all know that Barack Obama is living in the heart of Washington, D.C. He he moved there when Joe Biden was elected president. Initially, he told us all that it was because his daughter, Sasha, was going to college there. Well, she doesn't go to college there anymore, but he's still there. 
there is always a frenzy of activity of Biden White House staffers going to meet with Obama on the daily and usual suspects from the Obama administration going to meet with Biden staffers and Joe, presumably Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and whoever, chief of staff of the White House, whoever's there in the Biden administration to work with them. And it just underscores the my question of who's really running the show here. I mean, clearly the federal government, this is beyond shadow of a doubt now, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, they they clearly colluded with social media companies to censor the information that we as Americans have access to. They didn't just censor us. They actually people like when people retired from the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, in many cases, Twitter, Facebook, Google, Meta, they hired these people to actually work for their companies to censor American citizens. I mean, obviously, this is unconstitutional. Right. But you see how they're moving the ball down the field. Right. They and they're using things like climate change to implement their agenda. And. It's possible for them to implement their agenda because half of this country, uh, maybe not half the country, probably a good 33 percent of the third of the country is afraid to speak up about the fact that, you know, climate change isn't real. I mean, seriously, if you if you speak up in school um, or in public, you get labeled a climate change denier, which is tantamount to being called a racist in today's day and age. The reality is, is that we as conservatives, we should not care. We should ridicule and laugh at these morons for for just believing everything the government says, hook, line and sinker. But they also are they're they're They also don't want to they don't want to draw the collective eye of the government that's been clearly weaponized against the American people. Folks, this is all by design. Everything that we are seeing in this country right now, whether it's the border, the war on the police, our military going woke, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, all of this is exactly what the left wants. It's exactly what these globalists want. And it's ultimately to knock America down a peg because in order to take control of, in order to implement this crazy globalist agenda, again, live in the pod, eat the bugs, we take your freedom. America can't be a superpower anymore. I mean, everything's a part of it. Even the debt that we're suffering. I mean, think about the, the debt that we have in this country. And I was watching Steve Bannon on... Tucker Carlson, uh, they released a, a, a Tucker on X, one of his episodes. I think it was yesterday or the day before. If you haven't watched that episode uh, again with Tucker Carlson and Steve Bannon, you definitely should. But do it after you watch Battleground Live, please. But if you haven't watched that episode, you should because Steve Bannon talks about you know everything being by design. Uh, and you have people, stream, you know, 10.5 million illegal immigrants that are streaming across our southern border. And then you have uh, the fact that Americans, uh, a wholesale war on the nuclear family here in America. And you have Americans not producing it, reproducing at a rate that they that they that they have done for the past 50 years to sustain a population here in America. Um, and, and we're being Americans are essentially being replaced at a faster rate than we're reproducing. I mean, what the, what is this country going to look like? Not in terms of race or or anything like that, but demographically, what is this color? Uh, what is this country going to look like in the next 20, 30 years? I mean, who's going to be running the show? Is the United Nations going to have is could the United Nations, if they issue a proclamation 
of, of, hey, shouldn't shouldn't eat meat? Are they going to be able to actually implement that here in America? Who knows? But it seems like that's the pathway that we're on. And it's a scary one for sure. Uh, so, look, I want to uh, first. Oh, before we get to this talk about Hunter Biden, he agreed to testify before the House Oversight Committee. Um, before we get into all that, um, I just want to remind you all to like this video. It matters a lot. Rumble notices it. It helps this show a lot. Um, also subscribe to the show, tell your family, tell your friends, tell the people that you see in the grocery store. If you believe they're politically like-minded, or even if they're not, tell them to subscribe to battleground live. This show is a grassroots show. It is, and always will be for you. It'll be for us. It's for we, the people. Um, and the reality is, is I do everything that I can to, to arm you with the truth and cover the stories that the media does not cover because that's oftentimes where the truth is um, and that's where the real stories are. So tell your family, tell your friends to subscribe to Battleground Live. It's a grassroots show. It always will be. Also want to thank Deepwell and Cabot Guns. They're the founding sponsors of this program. You hear me talk about them all the time. Deepwell is an amazing American drilling company. They've got locations all over the country. They're a they are a company that is owned by American patriots that believe in America, American energy independence. They are just, I mean, they're a family at that company. Everyone that works at Deepwell loves working there. They're hiring right now. So go to deepwellservices.com. They're not just hiring people to work on oil rigs. They're actually hiring marketing positions, uh, office positions, um, community engagement, all of it. So check them out, depotservices.com. Tell them that I sent you over there. Uh, also, Cabot Guns make the best 1911s in the world. Um, they're an in incredible American company. Of course, everything's made in America. They've got an amazing tactical model as well. And I say this every show, a tactical model uh, called the Apocalypse. But the reason why I say it is because their pistols are so damn pretty. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine carrying one out in the woods or getting one dirty, but they shoot like a dream. They've got a tactical model now, and they're rolling out more designs all the time. So check them out at, at, at CabotGuns.com. Uh, uh, they're an incredible company, and we're thankful for your support of Battleground Live because this would not be possible without you. Okay, so let's get right to the next story here, and that's Hunter Biden finally agreeing to testify before the House Oversight Committee. And of course, we know, I mean, so much evidence has come out about the Biden family crime syndicate. One can make the argument now that it's not just a, a, crime, a, a crime family that has enriched themselves off the taxpayers, right? They have enriched themselves from countries who hate us. The Chinese Communist Party enriching the Bidens to the tune of millions. The Russian oligarchs who have, you know, cut the Bidens a check for millions of dollars. You have Hunter Biden working on the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company, paying Hunter Biden $84,000 a month retainer to do what? He's not an energy guy, doesn't know a damn thing about energy, what it takes, what it, what what the drilling requirements are, doesn't understand a damn thing about fossil fuels, about how they power us economically, about the, the unbelievable national security implications of what it means to be America uh, for America to be energy independent. He doesn't know any of that doesn't care about any of that. They were paying him $84,000 a month to gain access to his family so that because at that time, Joe Biden was vice president and they wanted to have policy that was implemented that was favorable to them. A perfect example of this was Joe Biden withholding a billion dollars in Ukrainian aid unless they fire the prosecutor that was actually investing his investigating Hunter Biden and his family. 
That's the definition of of what they impeached Trump for. You remember the phrase quid pro quo? Oh, well, Trump said this on a phone call about Ukraine. So, oh, let's impeach him. A quid pro quo, quid pro quo. That's all you heard on the media all the time. But the reality is, is that's exactly what Joe Biden has done. That's what he did in that. Hey, if you... You know, uh, you don't get the billion dollars if you don't fire the prosecutor sitting there with his legs crossed on stage on television. He did. He, he that was what they impeached Trump for. It was the definition of an impeachable offense. But even even since then, so much evidence has come out that implicate the Biden crime family, the rot and the corruption at the core of that family is um, is unbelievable. You're talking about a family that has 20 shell corporations built under the Biden family name. They use those shell corporations to take monies from hostile foreign governments, put them in one bank account, put them in another company, put them in another company, another, 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 just make it hard to track. And they've got actually grandkids that haven't even turned 10 with seven figures in their bank accounts from countries who hate us. The Biden crime family is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, despite Joe Biden literally making $174,000 a year as a United States senator. Of course, I'm just that was that hasn't been the case for over 50 years. Uh, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. That's a good salary. But ain't no one coming away. You know, worth hundreds of billions of dollars, I'm telling you, uh, making that kind of salary and having beachfront homes in Rehoboth and another home in Delaware. And I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. But Hunter Biden uh, has agreed to testify before the House Oversight Committee. Um, and I think that's a good thing. And James Comer has since come out and said, well, you know, no, we don't want you to testify in public. And, you know, of course, the Democrats, Jamie Raskin and other other Democrats on the House Oversight Committee are all up in arms about this uh, because, oh, my God, this is, is what I'm paraphrasing what Raskin said today. He's like, oh, my God, you mean you complained Republicans for months that Hunter Biden uh, wouldn't testify and that the Biden family is corrupt despite there not being any evidence at all uh, in all of these shell corporate. Now you don't even want him to testify in public. Well, listen. Listen, folks, I think that's a good thing. You don't want we we recognize that all the Democrats do is lie. Right. And the media parrots those lies. Okay, the Democrats and the media are one and the same. The media is essentially a trillion dollar super PAC for the Democrats on multiple channels that Americans watch and listen to every day. It doesn't make any sense for Republicans to show their ha- their hand, to show their cards to a hostile media. And what I mean by that, the questions that they ask Hunter Biden should be in private for now. And I, you want you want to get Hunter Biden on the record answering these questions posed by Republicans. You don't want the Democrats to have their trillion dollar super PAC immediately spinning the answers to those questions the moment Hunter Biden answers them. You want 
to get Hunter Biden on the record. And then you want to go back and look at the bank accounts. You want to look at witness statements. You want to look at whistleblower testimony. You want to find out if Hunter Biden is actually telling the truth. And then once you once you've got your story straight and you verify the things that he says, then you go out with your story and narrative to the media and to the American people. You don't show your hand to the radical left. You don't want to show your hand to the media because they will simply lie. You saw what happened during the impeachment inquiry, right? There was some very powerful evidence in corruption and rot within the Biden family crime syndicate revealed at the impeachment inquiry. But from the moment that that committee was made public and televised, the media went into full scale spin mode. We covered it on this show extensively and for weeks all you heard from Democrats was no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no hard evidence, no direct evidence, no evidence at all. And then the media, no evidence, no direct evidence, no hard evidence. This is a conspiracy theory. And they did nothing but do that relentlessly for weeks. So I like the idea that James Comer doesn't want to make this public just yet because I think it's I think it's important. Republicans shouldn't show their hand. Uh, but I, there's a video that came out today of, of Matt Rosendale, who I know Matt Rosendale. He's on the Freedom Caucus. He's from Montana. We ran in the same cycle in 2020. He's super conservative, but it never ceases to amaze me how Republicans, even staunch conservatives and, and members of the Freedom Caucus, seemingly surrender before a battle is even fought in this folks, is my issue with the Republican Party in general. So let we've got this video of, of Matt Rosendale. Let's let's roll the tape and then we'll talk about it. Go ahead and go ahead and roll it. Support the impeachment resolutions of Mayorkas. Um, uh, I do not believe that you're probably going to be able to get uh, an impeachment, a removal of, of President Biden. But I do think that if our Department of Justice acted in a legitimate manner, that there's enough facts that are already laid out there on the table because of all the great work that Jamie Comer has done, that we can see that the Biden crime family uh, has major Listen. Uh, I, I, again, I like Matt Rosendale, but the goal is not to remove Joe Biden and get a conviction. I mean, if the Senate votes that way to convict the guy, great. It would be a welcome surprise. Remove that mouth breathing idiot from office. He really is a national security threat. He's a danger to this country. Um, and and I, I frankly, Kamala Harris, the next in line for the president, she is somehow Far less popular and Joe Biden's favorability numbers are already at an historic low, but she's somehow far less popular than Biden. So let her take up the lead. Let her run against Trump. Watch her get her ass whipped in 2024. It'd be good for America. It'd be good for the country. It'd be good for all of us. It'd be good for our bank accounts. I mean, but but my point is, is that the goal here when we're talking about impeachment, first of all, the Democrats impeached Trump twice for completely bogus charges, for total, and I mean this, total hoaxes, things that that were total fabrications. And it's important that Republicans fight fire with fire because you want the Democrats to think twice before doing something like that in the future. You want 
you want Democrats to say, oh, my gosh, well, if we impeach the next Republican president for nothing, what are the Republicans going to do to us in response? I've said this before and I'll say it again. That's the only way out of this lawfare hell is Republicans fighting fire with fire. The Republicans are so committed to to it, they're so afraid of, of media spin, of media attacking them. I, I honestly think that Republicans believe that if they impeach Joe Biden, it will be bad for them because the media will attack them and say the impeachment's a waste of time. Ignore that. Your job as Republicans in the U.S. House of Representatives, just impeach the guy, send it over to the Senate for a trial. It's, to me, if they convict him, as I mentioned, great. If they don't, it doesn't matter. But you want the American people to see the facts for themselves. Of course, you're going to have left wing media telling their side of the story and spinning those facts. Of course they are. But American people, what they want now more than ever before, and I think they always wanted this, but I think generally speaking, Americans trusted our government and trusted our institutions. Uh, I don't think Americans do. I think the vast majority of Democrats, certainly the vast majority of independents and uh, and almost all Republicans, we don't trust anything the government has to say anymore. And my point is, is that if the Senate holds a trial, is the left wing media going to try to spin it? Of course they will. But Americans are going to seek out truth for themselves. And now we have platforms like Rumble and like X that allow freedom of speech and this information will trickle out there and then you're going to have people independents right or moderate democrats who or and certainly moderate republicans who maybe aren't as tethered to politics as we all are as we watch the show i mean look we're all political junkies we're wired into this stuff every day but the truth is the vast majority of the american people they don't pay attention to politics i'm telling you maybe a month before a primary uh, two months before a general, maybe a little bit earlier than that in the presidential cycle, just because it's a presidential cycle and it generates a hell of a lot more of uh, you know attention, more eyes and more ears on television. But the, the point is, is that impeach the guy already. Republicans don't surrender before you even do it. I mean, my God, have the trial, put the facts out there for the American people to decide for themselves, show them the rot and the corruption that's at the core of the Biden crime family. If the Senate votes to dismiss, who gives a damn? The point is that the American people will see the facts for themselves. No, the media is not going to be honest about it. You can have conservative media like Newsmax, Fox, certainly on Rumble and this show. We're going to be putting the facts out there all the time. But you're also going to have independent media outlets on X and on Rumble also talking about it. And you better believe that that independents and people who aren't traditional Republicans, they're going to seek that information out and they're going to look for themselves. Why is this important for Republicans to keep going on offense? Because we're going into an election year. And I know for a fact that all of us are tired of the Republican Party being the party of the gentlemen losers. I mean, and, and if, if you needed, I mean, look, McCain lost Pennsylvania. McCain lost to Barack Obama. Mitt Romney lost Pennsylvania. Mitt Romney lost to Barack Obama. These were both nice Republicans. They were establishment Republicans, but they got their ass whooped. What we had in Trump was a Republican who fought, who didn't, who just thought differently. If he got punched, Donald Trump's 
his, his role is to hit back even harder. You can find videos of Trump from 30 years ago where where he's talking about Rosie O'Donnell attacking him and him attacking her back. You can find interviews where Bill O'Reilly is challenging Donald Trump. Why are you even responding to her? If you respond to her, you bring her up to your level and you're engaging with someone who doesn't have as much influence as you. And Trump is like, she attacked me. She attacked my family. She doesn't get to do that. Donald Trump brought that toughness to the Republican Party. And guess what? In 2016, he won. In 2020, despite all the cheating and the Democrats and the media and all of the globalist elites, social media oligarchs, hundreds of millions of dollars of Zuckerbucks and Sam Bankman freed funding Democrats to the tunes of tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars. Donald Trump still only, quote, lost that election by 40 some thousand votes across three swing states. So my point is, is that fighting back tooth and nail is a proven tactic for success. And so Republicans, I know you're watching this show. Don't surrender before the battle is even fought. Because look, you even have Yahoo. My family makes fun of me. Yahoo. Yahoo. I don't know how the hell you pronounce it. I know my, my wife and kids make fun of me for the way I say it. Uh, but USA Today and, and, and Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo had this article out there. And this is, again, this is the USA Today. And all these people do is publish liberal trash. An opinion article called Earth the Democrats. The Biden presidency is a dumpster fire. How many warning signs do you need? And it's just a complete and wholesale takedown of the Biden family crime syndicate. And they talk about 10 of the last 12 polls about how President Trump is shellacking Joe Biden. They talk about how the campaign in 2024 is going to be fundamentally different than the campaign in 2020, because in 2020, there is the the COVID pandemic. Joe Biden was by and large able to campaign from his basement and use COVID as a way to hide himself from the American people. 2024 is going to be a totally different ball game. Joe Biden, they talk about his age in this article, and it's not just his age, but they do reference his conduct uh, when he's giving speeches, that which to me is a reference to his very clear cognitive decline. The guy can't even walk up the steps to Air Force One. He, the guy's tripping and falling over at the Air Force Academy over sandbags after giving speeches. The guy is a mouth-breathing, walking disaster, and the Democrats know it. And in 2024, not only is he going to have to continue to be the commander-in-chief, and again, I use that term loosely, uh, but not only is he going to have to continue with his duties as president, he's going to have to campaign in what will be a very rigorous 2024 campaign. And believe me when I tell you, you know, Donald Trump is 77 years old, but that guy is in amazing shape. I'm telling you, I think back to, to 2020 and my first experience at a Trump rally. I've spoke, I think, at four Trump rallies at this point. And they're like, if you haven't been to one, I strongly recommend you go to one because the reality is they are like crazy patriotic rock concerts. They're unbelievable. But in the lead up to 2020, Trump. Like he did that, but the Butler County rally where there was something like in a small town in Western Pennsylvania for, we have a national audience. So it's a small town in Western Pennsylvania um, where, 
I mean, Donald Trump had 60 some thousand people there. I mean, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before, but that was like the fourth rally he had done that day. And then from our rally, he went to somewhere else, picking up and flying somewhere else. Joe Biden can't do that. And this article in the USA Today, they acknowledge that. And they also acknowledge that the Democrats don't really have an answer and Biden isn't really willing to step down. And clearly they they reference Gavin Newsom, who's running a shadow campaign, ready to step up at a moment's notice should Biden step down. But the reality is, is that Democrats know that 2024 is going to be a dumpster fire for them. Even, I'm telling you, and the reason why they know that, the reason why they're in panic mode is because they see the margins that Trump is winning by in some of these swing states. And they know he's polling above the fraud. Yes, they're going to cheat. They do it all the time, but they can't cheat they can't cheat as much as Trump is winning. They can't overcome that. And and the reality of the situation is, is that Trump is eroding support uh, from Democrats that they've held for the last 50 years. There are people out there that are saying Trump's going to get somewhere between 20 and 25 percent of the black vote in this country. And to that point, the Black Lives Matter founder in, who lives in Rhode Island endorsed Trump today. So here he is, a founder of Black Lives Matter, a leader in that movement, and say, you know what? Democrats haven't done a damn thing for the Demo- for, for the for the black community. We aren't stupid. What the hell is the point of trying to? Hey, let's support Donald Trump. Let's see what he has to offer. What the hell do we have to lose? The Democrats have completely and totally failed us, right? I mean, I'm telling you, this is a big deal, and the Democrats know it, and so. Republicans need to wise up and and better represent their base, fight like Donald Trump, because believe it or not, the people notice that. You know, when I'm out on the campaign trail, I'm, ta- I'm telling you, I talk to people every day here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm wired into the grassroots here. The number one thing that people say is, why do Republicans just roll over? Why, why do Republicans seem like they're controlled opposition? Why don't Republicans fight? The number one quality that people want in a candidate is their ability to fight. And so when we see videos of Speaker of the House, and look, by the way, I again, I'm glad that we got Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. I'm glad that we didn't get, the, you know, we didn't have to implement the squish option or worse yet, have somebody like some radical commie mouth breathing Dem like Hakeem Jeffries as Speaker of the House. Mike Johnson is conservative, but it seems like these special interests in these defense lobbyists are getting their fingers in him because he's talking about Ukraine in a way that's not dissimilar to some of the more establishment type Republicans. And I saw this video and it caught my eye and I, I want you to watch it as well. But just check this out. Ukraine is, a, is another priority. Of course, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to march through Europe, and we understand the necessity of assisting there. What we've said is that if there is to be additional assistance to Ukraine, which most members of, co- of Congress believe is important, we have to also work in changing our own border policy. And so there's been a lot of thoughtful negotiation ongoing uh, with that. I think most of our Senate colleagues recognize that those two things need to move together because we owe that to the American people. That's what they're demanding that we do. No, no. I, you know, I'd like to see the intelligence on that. Like what intelligence does the U.S. government have that Vladimir Putin will rampage across Europe and start sacking countries from Poland to Great Britain? Because Vladimir Putin could not even roll over Ukraine before we were arming and equipping and sending U.S. taxpayer dollars into the black hole that is Ukraine. He couldn't do it. I'm telling you that Russia, I mean, they're concerned for one reason, because 
they've got nuclear weapons. I mean, they're military. Yes, they have an endless stream of people. Yes, uh, I, yes, they're 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 dangerous because they have an endless endless stream of people. But the yeah, reality is is that they're truly dangerous on a global scale because they have nuclear weapons. But I've not seen one shred of intelligence. I really haven't. And I despise Vladimir Putin. And look, if the guy passed away of natural causes tomorrow, the world would probably be better off. But my point is, I haven't seen any intelligence that Vladimir Putin is going to rampage across Europe like like the Nazis at the height of the Blitzkrieg. I, I mean, the Republicans just say, remember when I told you to beware of stock platitudes? This is what I'm talking about. We hear these talking points. I don't know where they come from. They're fed to us, I guess, through the intelligence community. And Republicans just regurgitate them without thinking critically. And and I think even most people, most conservatives and Democrats, liberal media, corporate media, conservative media are starting to realize and wake up to the fact that Ukraine is a fundamentally unwinnable conflict for us and that, the, that we must aggressively pursue diplomacy there. Otherwise, it will be perceived on a global scale, scale that America, one, uh, cut tuck's tail and runs at the first sign of adversity and two that America failed in Ukraine and coming on the heels of the our already failure in in Afghanistan that would not be good that would not be a good look for our country globally but the point is is that we shouldn't even been put in this damn situation because the leaders that we have both in the Republican and Democrats were so quick to get embroiled in a war in Ukraine against Russia that they put us in an untenable situation where now Ukrainians have lost tens of thousands of their own people, hundreds of thousands of people wounded. And for what? A situation that like a year ago I said was going to be a stalemate. All, these, these morons, these mouth breathers on both sides of the aisle are finally starting to recognize that Ukraine is a failure after I've been saying it for a year. After many people in the Republican base knew that a year ago, it wasn't just me. Most people that watch this show don't want us funding in perpetuity uh, uh, Ukrainian social, you know, Ukrainian government pensions so they can buy yachts and mansions all over Europe. The Republican base doesn't support that. So why the hell does our party? It's so monumentally frustrating to me. And this is how we end up in endless wars. And I got to tell you, the military right now is a mess. It, the, at the time, you remember the vaccine mandate that was foisted on the military? It's at the time I, I look and, and don't just immediately just hear me out here. I was vehemently opposed to national vaccine mandates on civilians, but it's a little bit more of a complicated situation in the military, right? Like if you if you are. It, you know, for example, I was I was vaccinated against smallpox. I got the shot right here. I have the scar to prove it. I mean, small a weaponized smallpox biological weapon can kill you and kill you quickly. So we got we were mandated to have that vaccine should we encounter that in a foreign country or in combat operations somewhere around the world. Right. That kind of makes sense. Um, and, and covid at the very beginning. I mean, people thought it was a hell of a lot more serious than it actually was. Uh, but my thought process was, well, look, e even if it's, it's a highly contagious disease. And so, you know, if if you're on stationed on a nuclear submarine or you're stationed on an aircraft carrier and COVID rips through a submarine or rips through an aircraft carrier, it makes everybody sick and takes a, an aircraft carrier or nuclear sub out of commission. That's a national security threat. Maybe we should think about that. Um, 
and of course, COVID is, is contagious. I mean, it's clearly not as deadly as we were led to believe back then. Uh, so initially I thought, well, I mean, maybe it does make sense for our service members to get the vaccine, but I was never sold on it primarily because there hasn't been a lot of research around the COVID vaccine. Many of the vaccines, especially about smallpox and other things, I mean, are heavily researched for over 50, 60 years. We know that, that, in large part, some of these vaccines that were taken by and large are safe. But the COVID vax, vax was an entirely different ball game. And now I think we're reaping what we sow. There was a video that caught my eye today of a, of a Navy medical doctor talking about how the vaccine mandate is just crushing American military readiness and, and is frankly causing a national security threat. And I just want you to like, Listen to this guy in his own words, and it's super concerning. Check this out. So in July, uh, Undersecretary Cisneros acknowledged the DMET data, the database working properly, and also acknowledged things such as myocarditis rising 151%. So what I did, I went in today, um, I'm doing the same thing, five-year average. However, I'm comparing it to 2022, and I only... I'm using fixed wing pilots and helicopter pilots, active duty. So we get hypertensive disease, 36%, ischemic heart disease, 69%, pulmonary heart disease, 62%, heart failure, 973%, other forms of heart disease, 63%, cardiomyopathy, 152%. So let me just repeat that. Okay, now he's talking about of helicopter pilots and fixed wing pilots, myocarditis because of the vaccine mandate in the U.S. military. And by the way, in a population that doesn't need it, 18 to 34, the, the risk now we know of covid is infinitesimal. It's next to nothing. The fact that this was forced on military personnel was a tragedy. And not only that, we're forcing people out of the military, some of the strongest members of our military, some of the, the toughest members of our military. Many of these people are in the special operations committee, uh, uh, special operations community. But let me just repeat these stats. After this vaccine mandate in the military, my, myocarditis rises 151 percent uh, in fixed wing pilots, rotary wing pilots, pulmonary heart disease up 62 percent, ischemic heart disease up 69 percent. Heart failure increased a whopping 973%. Folks, this is the definition of a national security threat. And what blows my mind is that people to this day have still not been held accountable for the COVID craziness and insanity that we endured. I mean, look at all the information that we have, how people were censored, loved ones forced to die alone. Families completely bankrupted. People lost their jobs because they refused the vax or they they got the vax, kept their job and are now having a litany of mysterious health conditions because the vaccine wasn't tested. And not only are, is this happening in the civilian population, this is happening in the United States military at a time where, you know, something like thousands of Americans the best of us were put out of the military because they refused to be vaccinated. And now the military is desperate. They're falling beneath the recruiting numbers all around the country in every single branch. I think their, their shortfalls are something like 25%. They're trying to get these people back, 
that they kicked out of the military, a lot of them do amend their records because many of these people who were kicked out of the military for refusing the vax were given other than honorable discharges or general discharges, which makes it almost impossible to get a job in the civilian world. So now the military is allowing them to come back in, essentially apologizing, allowing them to amend their record to right the wrongs of the past, but only like 30 some people, 34 people have re-entered service after being chaptered out of the military for refusing the vax. And now this situation is exacerbated by the fact that soldiers are clearly suffering, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines are suffering from vaccine-related conditions at a time where the world is on fire. So not only are we dealing with this woke indoctrination of the military, right? We're dealing with... vaccine-related illnesses at a time where we need members in our military to be at their absolute best. You know, because look, frankly, you know where I stand on this. People that raise the right hand to volunteer to serve this country, especially in a time of war, are some of America's best and brightest, and they should be celebrated. They don't deserve to be treated like this. But this goes hand in hand with what Republicans in the Senate are about to do to Senator Tuberville, who's holding up military promotions. Um, There was an article in The Hill that that uh, Senate Republicans get ready to roll Tuberville on military holds. Essentially, what they're going to do is allow for a mass promotion of over 450 officers in the military to all be promoted. We're talking one-star general, two-star generals, three, four-star generals, uh, to all be promoted at the same time. Why is Tuberville holding up their promotions? Because the Department of Defense is illegally illegally using U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund abortion for American troops. And Tuberville is essentially saying this is an illegal policy. U.S. taxpayer dollars should not be used to fund abortion for servicemen and women because half the population is vehemently opposed to abortion and therefore don't want their tax dollars going to to, to pay for it. And no, so he's he's holding up military promotions as leverage to get the Department of Defense to change their position. In fact, it's the only leverage that Republicans in the Senate have to fight for life within the Department of Defense to right this egregious wrong. And <laughs> who's trying to steamroll them? Republicans. And and let me just also say, these generals in the military, everybody knows that, uh, I just got news for you, that if you're a general in the military, most soldiers, Democrat or Republican, know that you're a politician first. Believe me when I tell you, this is not a national security threat. These generals, first of all, why the hell are there 450 generals? I mean, don't you think there might be, you know, too many chiefs and not enough Indians, so to speak, in the military? Like, we don't need 450 generals in the first place. The United States of America has a general and admiral problem. We we don't have enough door kickers and war fighters in this country. But we got 450 generals that are desperate to be promoted. My point is. This doesn't affect U.S. military re- uh, readiness at all. Uh, by and large, generals are are largely politicians. Anytime you see them on television or doing a press conference, that's what the vast majority of uh, younger officers and enlisted men and women in uniform believe. They think they're politicians. And everyone in the military, and this is the most important part, you are trained in the military to know the job two, two spots above you and two spots below you. Why? Because... When you're operating in combat, sometimes the worst happens. People get injured. 
people get killed. And if you don't know the job of the man above you or the job of, of, of the man two spots above you or two spots below you, disaster could happen. So I promise you, Republicans in the United States Senate who are surrendering before the battle is even fought, I promise you that this is not a national security issue and that you should support Senator Tuberville to change this illegal policy and fight for life in every way that you can. I mean, this isn't a legal policy that's being implemented in the Department of Defense, and you should not surrender. You should not surrender at the first sign of adversity. Okay, so let's get to to talk about the U.S., uh, the the border insanity. Um, The border, the stuff that's happening in our southern border is crazy, but it's not something that's just strictly unique to the United States of America. I'm sure that you saw uh, some of the protests in Ireland after migrants uh, attacked People there stabbed people there in that country. People in Ireland are sick of it. Um, I mean, I think Ireland has received, if you watch that Tucker Bannon interview, I think Ireland has received something like 124,000 immigrants, which if you if you look at the ratio of immigrants to their actual population, Steve Bannon makes a point on the Tucker interview that it would be as if all 10.5 million immigrants that have come in since Biden was president over the last three years all came in in one year here in America. I mean, so people of Ireland are sick of it. They're protesting, they're rioting, but this isn't just happening in Ireland. There is a global agenda afoot that is that is going, it's clearly unsustainable and is going to be devastating to our way of life in Western society in the next decade. Mark my words, you know, I saw this on Twitter, um, uh, <laughs> the nine migrants who gang raped a 15 year old girl in a park in Germany for over two and a half hours just got their sentences. One of them goes to jail for two and a half years. The eight others walk away freely with suspended sentences. European girls are fair game sold out by our establishments. That's sickening. That's evil. It should not happen in a sane world. It's only possible when mouth-breathing communist Democrats and spineless Republicans do nothing in the face of this evil. Um, Brian Dean Wright, who is a, a, a Democrat CIA operative, but sees the moment that we're in and, and understands what Trump re- represents in this country. He's a great guy, super, super smart. I'm going to get Brian Dean Wright in this program uh, at some point soon. We've already talked about it, but he's brilliant. But he said uh, the the from, title from Reuters on November 27th, 2023, 16's in court in connection with beheading of French teacher. The lawyers for Brian Brian Dean Wright says the lawyers for these Muslim teens said that they did it because of heirs of youth. Folks, this is evil and this evil is allowed to metastasize because good people do nothing. And so not only is this happening in countries all across the world, it's happening right here in America as well. Uh, Per the Customs uh, and Border Police, this is from Bill Melguin on Twitter. Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector saw a staggering 2,800 plus illegal crossings yesterday alone. Agents there are completely overrun. The Customs and Border Patrol is pulling personnel from local ports of entry to help. Border Patrol there is pausing their social media and multiple Border Patrol highway checkpoints are closed, which are crucial to catch fentanyl smugglers who make it past their points of entry. Of course, fentanyl is the number one cause of death in America. Uh, Also breaking news today, the United States, you and me, the U.S. taxpayer, pays $4.5 
$451 billion a year for housing and care of illegal migrants. This is a travesty. It's a waste of U.S. taxpayer dollars. And of course, this video just came out the other day of, of migrants clearly coordinating, riding via train to our southern border to invade this country in mass, thereby putting Americans, everyday Americans of all political stripes in danger. Check this out. This is nothing short of an invasion. Go ahead and roll this tape. What the hell was that? I mean, that, that's absolutely crazy. And remember, when Trump was president, the Democrats cried for migrant kids at the border. Trump lost over 500 kids. I could put together a supercut of Democrats crying and Stephen Colbert and all these left-wing nutjobs talking about 500 kids separated from their parents at the border relentlessly. AOC dressed in white, crying at a fence, performative bullshit nonsense by the Democrats relentlessly saying that Trump was separating families from their children. Time magazine even had a picture of President Trump looking down at a young immigrant migrant child, blaming him for that crisis. Well, folks, Joe Biden and these radical commies have lost 100,000 migrant kids. Most of these children are trafficked for labor and for sex, and the media has not said a damn thing about it. What's happening with this globalist agenda is deliberate. It's meant to hurt this country. It's it's meant to steal your freedom. It, and it ultimately, this this migrant crisis that's happening the world over, but especially happening here in America, it's meant to dilute your vote because you can bet your ass that these people coming across the border, if the Democrats thought for one single second that these people are going to be coming across the border and voting Republican, the border would be closed yesterday. But it's not because it's all part of their plan. And that plan is deliberate. And that plan is to destroy your country and steal your freedoms and make your vote less powerful. We are at war on all fronts, folks. It's time to wake up. And so made it through the full hour. God bless you. I'm grateful to have you. Um, we're through for the night, but stay tuned for Drew Berquist. He's up next on Red Voice Media. He's got the six to nine time slot. He's a hell of a great conservative. He's got great people on his show as well. If you're looking for more content after this, go check him out. Also, make sure to like and rumble, like and rumble, like and rumble. Remember when Bill O'Reilly used to say, name in town, name in town, name in town, if you wish to opine? Well, that's kind of like, I need I need something like that. So like and rumble, like and rumble, like and rumble. That uh, matters a lot. Uh, subscribe to this to this show, Battleground Live. We're growing like gangbusters, and we need your help. You're all members of Parnell's platoon, and we're grateful to have you here. Go to Official Sean Parnell for Battleground Apparel. The Don't Tread on Me shirts, brand new, are for pre-sale there right now. We're going to get the T-shirts in any day now. And the moment we get them, Commander Melanie and I are going to ship them right to your front door. But as always, thank you for tuning in to Battleground Live. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. God bless you all. And God bless this exceptional nation that we call home.
Take care. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.